The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. What are we drinking today? What day is it? It's Friday. It's Friday. TGIF. TGIF. And I have to say, I'm looking forward to this cocktail. It's our favorite cocktail. It's a dry martini. I know people get think it's repetitive, but hey, it's our drink. It's our cocktail hour. <laughs> Sometimes you just get in a like a, a, groove. a groove. Yeah. It's a very for me. It's like a touchstone with our conversations. Mm-hmm. And it's been really hectic the last month. It has. Month and a half. So I need that touchstone right now. Yeah, but also, you know, you've come to the end of a really significant era in your life. You really are cutting ties with your past in a really significant way. Yeah, very much. And, you know, this is exciting. You get to do something new starting next week, right? Yeah. But... You can look back and go, hey, I made it to the end of this I survived it. Yeah. Yeah, So we're having a- Celebratory. Celebratory. celebratory Yeah. Dry martini. So uh, of course, if you're new to the pod, I'll have to share our favorite recipe because it is what we believe for our flavor profiles, a perfect martini. We make two doubles. So we use eight parts of Tangray London dry gin to one part Dolan dry vermouth six shakes of orange bitters and it's in a mixer tin with ice we stir it 100 turns then i let it sit while i do the garnish i peel with a y peeler an orange fresh oranges are necessary for this cocktail you want the most oils out of the skin you strain the liquor into the chilled martini glasses you rub the peel edge on the rim of the glass you then express the oils out of the peel cut the garnish twirl it and then serve it. Looks beautiful. It smells it's pretty. It looks really great by the fire too. Oh, the fresh orange bed. Isn't that great? Yeah. Oh yeah. See, it's great. Brilliant. It's a great martini. You know, we had a martini made from Nick's table. Nick's table, mm-hmm. and it was good. It had like, sweet. It vermouth. was an amazing yeah. uh, discovery for us because we were worried about the sweet vermouth. We were really like not believers. We were not, <laughs> but we ended up. Because because we're dry martini people. Mm -hmm. It was interesting because, you know, we've tried lots of different styles of martini. Yeah. And this is the one we like the best. Yeah. But that martini, although not a dry martini, 
was actually quite delicious. Very, very rounded by the vermouth. Rounded, it was flavorful. It was and very floral. approachable for someone who doesn't yeah. normally drink a martini. Yeah. It would be very approachable. I yeah. think a great transition for vodka. Right. So if this martini that we are talking about today, our eight to one ratio, mm -hmm. is too much for you, try that other martini try with, the, the, with other the sweet one. vermouth. Yeah, because it really it's is. It's really delicious. So yeah. I just think that the right thing to do is to make a toast to you. Oh. So I'm going to make a toast, toast to you. To I am. Oh, I'm going to let you toast. I'm going to say this. I acknowledge you for being amazing at everything you do. Oh, wow. And, yeah, <laughs> really. At everything you do, you do complete work, which is rare in mm. society anymore. Yep. And out of nothing, you created this dynamic. Yeah. Out of nothing, you created this new opportunity that you have to move into. Mm -hmm. And it really just comes down to that you create possibility and then you get into action and you just bring about the illusions into reality. Mm -hmm. And I'm really super proud of you. And I'm excited for your oh, new journey. Oh, wow. Thank you so, so much. Cheers to you. Thank you. Cheers to me. Again, stellar taste. Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B dash USA dot com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder.app. Concerning Littleton, Chapter 5. Yes. This is a book by Mako Allen. And Mako is a diaper-loving, big little player. Yeah, right? totally. And this chapter is, I'm going to say it's Mako's chapter. Yeah, it's a good chapter. It's a good chapter. Yeah. It's very well written it's... from a place of really understanding the experience. Yes, yes. And sharing it in a way that's very and erotic. And all the parts are necessary. All the like if someone's just talking about changing a diaper in a book, yeah, not in a kink way, they would just say, you know, remove the diaper, clean them up and powdered and yeah. taped them or something, right? Because lots of people know what that means, yeah. right? What's great about this is because obviously this is a sexual turn on. Yes. That the actual, the care he takes to actually give the descriptions of play by play yeah. is what makes it so erotic. Yeah. So just very quickly, the chapter is David and Aiden basically, basically yeah. getting together yeah. and changing each other's diapers. Mm -hmm. And David talks Aiden into letting him shave his naughty bits. Yeah. Because David shaved. Because David shaved, but he says it's not worth doing. Right. So, so Aiden's like, yeah, okay. And in the process of shaving him, Aiden comes like three times. Yeah, I know. By the time they're done, right? But it's a very, it's a very erotic experience. Like I remember when you shaved my balls, mm -hmm. how erotic that experience is of yeah. having somebody you, in my case, love. Like mm -hmm. I love you, and you're down there with a razor at my balls, right? Like I totally yeah. get the vulnerability. The, the vulnerability. <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Although you used an electric razor, you didn't use a safety razor. Right. Nevertheless, it was very erotic. The experience oh, was very erotic. It is. Right. Because, you know, as well, That an, manscaping as... thing we use yes. is excellent, to, to be honest. Yeah. It's actually excellent to use. 
And then if you want the smooth shave, you go to an actual razor. But it, yeah. but it gets everything down where you can actually deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And see, that's interesting too. Just We'll come back to that. But what I want to say is that there is a protective experience you have as a man about your dangling cock and balls. Like, oh, like yeah. Guys are very protective about that. So the vulnerability of being splayed open, legs up, holding your ankles while your cock and balls and ass are being yeah, shaved. Yeah, he's getting a Brazilian shave at the same time. <laughs> he's getting the whole thing. Yeah, it was very erotic, right? It was a very erotic experience. And I can see the natural occurring of their touch leading to like a lover's experience. Totally. But what was not present was a conversation about is there consent? Is there this? Is there that? You know, there wasn't like a homosexual oh, yeah. kind of relationship developed. This has come entirely through just changing diapers. I know. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I think like Aiden doesn't know what's going on. Well, he's younger. He's yeah. younger. It, well, this and this is, is like all his, new for him. This is all new. Yeah. And he's having fun. Oh, yeah. 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 I think, you know, I would say this. They're not having a formal, big, little type of conversation. No. He's saying things like asking him, do you want to get shaved? And he's like, okay, that we'll do that. You know, there's consent going on. Right. Right? Do you want lotion or powder? I mean, there's things being asked. Yeah. Well, the chapter's called Playmates. Yeah. It's not it's, called Lovers. Yeah. and It's so, called Playmates. And right. that's an interesting construct, too. Yeah. You know, be, as a sexual uh, creature expressing yourself in a sexual way with your kink. Yes. And not everyone does, but they obviously are. But they could actually be not polyamorous, but actually non-binary, or potentially not even non-binary. They could actually be... They could be crib buddies. Yeah, crib buddies. Crib That's buddies, not the word I was because basically of. they're playing with each other because they... Are in the same crib, basically. Yeah. They're, they're, that's their, what their safe zone is. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but I'm, the word I'm looking for is it's pansexual, right? They could actually be pansexual partners where they're not really sexually attracted to each other, but they provide sexual satisfaction for each other. Yeah, see, that hasn't been discerned yet. I think he talks about them thinking about one another in fantasy, but I don't know if that's because of the fetish being in there, the kink fetish. Yeah being part of it, and that makes it overall attractive. Would he just go with someone who was homosexual? Do you see what I'm saying? No, I, I didn't get, I don't I have didn't any... get that feeling. There's, yeah. there's more that they need as a sexual creature. And so I think that is something to think to about. To watch out. Yeah. yeah. The chapter ended at a munch. Mm-hmm. And at the munch, we introduce a new character. Like the, there's this... Rachel, um, the mistress. Well, we, we meet Rachel, the mistress. But there's another character who's... Kind of like a, a fuzzy or something, right? He's yeah, like, a fur baby. Fur baby, right? Yeah. So that's a new Was idea. Wallace? Pardon? Wallace? Wallace, I think, yeah. So that's a new idea, right? But he's also going, yeah, I like to be shaved down there. So there's... And isn't that interesting? Because they go, oh, well, fur babies don't, don't, get, don't, don't get, shaved. get shaved. Right. But then he counters that with his particular kink. And that's right. the, this is a perfect example of how when you say, who are you? You know, people, because right. everyone in kink wants to know, are you... And you go, I'm a submissive or I'm a dominant. Yeah. And then everyone get makes meaning of that word, sure, sure, yeah. of what their context is for a dom. And right. then they watch you to see if you fulfill in that context. Because yeah. then they can say, well, you're not really a dom or you're whatever. Yeah. You know, right? Because people want to be righteous. 
But what's great about this is it's an example laying it out in that scenario exactly where, oh, everyone knows that fur babies don't shave. And he's like, yeah, that's not true. And that's not true because right. he has his own self as a sexual creature. Well, and that's the point, right? Kink is very personal. Well, this right? is, this There's is when, no, there are no boxes to live inside of. This is what led, like in some of our early podcasts, I was talking to you about, we were discussing why was I not choosing to be slave versus sub and stuff like that. Yeah. But part of it was over time, even as your submissive slut, I would want to have conversations or want to tell you other things I think would, that would enhance. Like right. I was taking on a role in the dynamic, not just being only at effect. Right. And that's where we discovered, you know, that, that I'm really not, that I, I said things like, well, subs are very powerful. They have, there have to be very powerful. Well, right? What you really were telling me is you have agency. I am powerful. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. I have agency. Yeah. I'm going to express myself within my agency. And yes, I'll submit to you, but I have agency. Right. Which means you're not a slave, right? That's not what but, but the that's, context, but, right? And that there's no right way to be. I'm not putting exactly. anyone else down. What I'm saying is that was just my context and it didn't fit the cookie cutter Yes. that exactly. we all drank the Kool-Aid exactly. for. And right. so you learn real quickly as you mature in your kink and fetish that there's no right way to be. Right. And there is no way to be. Right. You just are however you are. Right. Now, one of the things that this chapter brought out, which I thought was very fascinating because we're not diaper players. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a part of me that's curious about what is the sexual experience right. that pulls people in that direction. Mm -hmm. And so this chapter got at that a little bit because it gets at when you're shaved, the sensations are different. Yes. Right. Great detail. And on the that. act of shaving is very sexual. Yes. And whether it's a male partner or a female partner shaving you as a male you're going to get erect and probably ejaculate. Mm -hmm. In his case, it was David, and he got erect. He didn't ejaculate once. He ejaculated twice because it was such an erotic experience, yeah. right? And then when they were bathing the next day in the shower, he ejaculated again. And so what I'm looking at from a distance is two men mm -hmm. engaged in a sexual dynamic. And by the way, that dynamic involves diapers and shaving, mm -hmm. but it's really a homosexual experience. Mm -hmm. But we but don't know. Well, I don't know, and that's right. what we're asking. I right. think I think you're onto it, but I also think it could be, like you say, they could be pansexual. Yeah. Because what allows them access to, uh, if they don't discern on gender as a definition of how they relate to someone sexually, then because David is into part of Aiden's fetish on a natural level, he's attracted to him. Then. Right now, we did get a clue that Rachel indicated she was going to shave him. So he may be pansexual. She said. So she's, she said. A, she's a mistress. She's I'm a sure mistress, she's right. going to do it then. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Note to self. <laughs> be aware of what mistress says. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So an interesting chapter. There's a little bit of art history in the chapter, which mm -hmm. is interesting. And there's an occurring of them all having been in the same class and they meet another woman at the munch mm -hmm. whose fantasy is to have a cruel woman take care of her. Right. And she knows and, David. And she because knows David. She, they had a class yeah. together. But you get like she's a masochist and mm -hmm. she wants something more, like maybe humiliation or something else. Yeah. And so that's kind of another thing. And you know, we talked about this last time, which is that one of the things Mako is doing in this writing 
is he's sharing different ways people access kink and it's personal. So this makes me think, you know, like if you're engaging in munches that the assumption might be when you see young people come, they may be less experienced, but let's yeah. get back to my point, my writing that I recently wrote yeah. on Set Life. Sex Years. Yeah. Sex Years Matters because yeah. it does matter. If you really are an extreme sadist and you really want a seasoned masochist, yes. sex years matter, you know, because a kinkster's a kinkster. They're going to be experimenting with masochism right. if they already are a masochist. So that's just happening. Matter on where you can go with that person. Well, I, I don't know that that's true because I had more experience than you as a sadist, than you did as a masochist. But sex years. Yeah, but I'm saying. I'm not talking about kink years i didn't even get into well, that well i think it's more relevant in the world of kink years than sex years mm -mm. because i think a person regardless of what kind of sex they're having gains confidence with with their body volume yeah yeah, yeah. I it does I, I, I can't dispute so that. then that it makes it easier for you to make those choices that may have been hard nosed before and now become maybes yeah well she's definitely looking for like she knows she herself wants, enough to know that what she needs is the intense attention. And she says attention. that's care. Yeah. She says the care yes. I need is this type of care. It's the intense attention of a cruel woman, like a sadist, right? Yes. It could be a central sadist too. We could, don't know yeah. that. But yeah. what is interesting about that is wanting the attention is just like anybody that wants relationship. They want something out of the relationship. That's what's different about when you talk about i don't know stereotypical vanilla like i'm marrying this guy because he can prove i hear this a lot so he because he can provide me yeah a life yeah. i need and then they go and i like his laugh or whatever they say next i'm always like wow what's first important is yeah. obviously what she's saying right. she's speaking her truth right now yeah what you're getting at which i think is really interesting is that something we've discovered in our relationship together is that we're very much aligned sexually. Like yes. We're very much aligned. Mm -hmm. And that alignment gives us access to relationship at a level that wasn't available mm -hmm. to either of us before. Mm -hmm. And I think what Mako is getting at in this chapter is this notion of sexual alignment. Like David and Aiden are sexually aligned. That's the thing. They They're are. Aligned, right? They are. Now, we don't know if... David and Rachel are aligned. And it may work in the situation that they have, even if I'm looking, thinking about my sex years thing, yeah. is that because they also are choosing a big little Space. type, or at least they're choosing some level of power dynamic, right. David's definitely the power one. So top, bottom, whatever you want to call Care, it. Care, take her, care. Whatever, receiver. yes, but right. depending on how intense they yeah. are, right? That's going to create some of that already. Potentially, yeah. That's interesting. You, you know, you're going to, if your years don't line up because he's 18 coming into college and right. he's 21, yeah, the college kid probably has had more sex than that kid. Sure. But we're talking about the, the buffer might be that on top of just alignment on sex years yeah, is that when they add the power dynamic, it gives them a pull. Sure. Closer yeah. because they actually need each other. A, a submissive needs a dominant and dominates a submissive. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is an interesting chapter because we get a deeper insight into David and Aiden. Yes. And the last occurring of the chapter mm -hmm. is Aiden and David leaving the munch and walking straight into Aunt Nora. I know. And, and you know, David is like, hi, I'm David. And 
Aiden's like, oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> you know, in his head. In his basically. head, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't really know. And, you know, Nora's probably an age player, I too. Think... We don't really know. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Now. It's a small, this is Littleton, right? <laughs> it's Littleton. Exactly. <laughs> That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Thank you.